When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is October 18th, and you're probably listening to this in the afternoon. Just looking at when people listen to my podcast, I should probably start saying good afternoon. Um, The lifestyle thing I want to bring to you guys today is if you haven't seen it, uh, I posted it on my Twitter. In fact, let me go to my Twitter, um, and I'll look this up for you guys because right on my Twitter uh, is... There's an AI um, interview between Bro Jogan and Steve Jobs. And I posted a link to it, the hype beast right there. Uh, it's AI powered and it's a podcast. It's about 20, 30 minutes. It's interesting. Um, it is 100%, and you can tell it's AI driven, but it kind of got me thinking is God, you know, I, I use Apple Notes here to uh, take notes during the day about things that I hear, things that I see, things that I read, uh, to bring up on the podcast. Um, If I could just type that in, uh, and not even a script, just a, you know, hey, uh, for instance, uh, I have GS earnings beat and renewed their deal with Apple. Restructuring is growing into new areas like consumer banking. Book value has grown 40% since 2018. Uh, BAC up again, $30 remains a pivot. That's just a sample of my notes. It's not in complete sentences, but if I could type that out, throw it into an AI generator and it creates this podcast, ooh, my day would be so much better. Um, Not saying that I don't enjoy this stuff because I do love looking at charts and stuff, but um, wow, I liked it. And one thing I did not bring up yesterday, I had it in my notes and I said it on... um, on YouTube Live, uh, Kanye is buying Parler. The uh, the kind of I I think you'd call it conservative, no holds barred um, social platform that blew up in smoke because there was kitty porn and 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 you know sexual trafficking and and uh, neo Nazism and everything you can think of on Parler. Um, that that Twitter monitors takes off. Um, does their best to do, but they do a bot problem. Um, but it, it, Elon posted yesterday and it's been taken down. He took it down, uh, uh, a photo of him and with the Twitter logo on his chest and Kanye with a parlor logo on his chest, high-fiving. Um, I'm not sure what that means, but probably he didn't want to do it because of regulation. Elon's kind of in the crosshairs. Um, speaking of Elon. Uh, I've got the Tesla stock up, and we had a MACD cross up yesterday at two nineteen sixty one. It is trading ten dollars higher at two twenty nine right now. Uh, Elon posted yesterday he will be on the earnings call, which is uh, tomorrow, tomorrow after the bell. He has said in the past that he will only be on earnings calls when there's a material factor for him to announce. Um, I don't know if this is buyback 
I don't know if this is, you know, bad news. I don't know if this is Cybertruck related. They just, if you haven't been watching um, Sawyer Merritt on Twitter about Tesla, uh, you should subscribe to him. He's probably one of the leading news sources for Tesla, but he's posted videos of the press. Um, again, Tesla has done a, a phenomenal job of innovating when it comes to the production of cars. And what they did was they created these presses. And they just created one for the Cybertruck. They have one for the Model 3. They have one for the Model Y, one for the Model S. I don't know if the X is pressed. But uh, the bodies basically are pressed in so that all they're doing is putting the internals in. Uh, and it can produce these shells uh, for cars. And the um, structural pack in the Y and the uh, the 3, uh, so the, the actual battery pack, is structurally in the car. So the press allows them to just press these things together. Boom, it happens. Um, so I don't know if there's Cybertruck news because the the assumption is that it's going to start production next year. Um, they've already had some tents up in uh, Texas hiding some some things. Um, and Elon has kind of quote, uh, commented on those, those things uh, as to not materially, but he's commented wow and things of that sort. So um, Tesla, it is a buy at 219. Am I getting in? I don't know. I, I, you know, I continue to say um, this rally is not anything other than just a bounce. Uh, the yesterday's rally, I think there was one of the reasons why I think yesterday's rally was a short covering is Roblox. Now, Roblox did come out and say that they had, um, uh, what, it was 30% increase um, in users in the month of September. Um, they had a significant increase in the, the users in September, whereas uh, Meta, Facebook, had, you know, what, 300 active daily users, somewhere in that neighborhood. I listened to a Wall Street Journal uh, YouTube video yesterday. It's basically their t their tech update. It's like five minutes. And if you want to listen to it, it's great. Um, and the tech reporter said she actually strapped on a headset and went through the, uh, the uh, metaverse, the Facebook's metaverse. And if you don't know what a metaverse is, metaverse is basically these places. Think of it as a bar. And each company, Roblox, um, uh, Meta, they all set up these areas where you can go and hang out. Well, it means nothing to set it up. It does mean something when you actually uh, bring people in. And she mentioned there were tons and tons of these areas that were set up uh, within Meta that nobody was in. She said she couldn't find anybody. When she did find people, she got constantly harassed. Um, there were some issues with bullying, blah, blah, blah. But she painted this, this kind of picture of, why in the hell would I even want to go in there? <clears throat> so uh, it's interesting. It's Wall Street Journal. Just Google it. You, it's called Tech Tech Update. You'll you'll find it. It's not a problem. But Roblox, uh, we had a MACD cross up on October thirteenth. I went over this. I didn't believe that the cross up was there because I said, "Hey, it's capitulating around here." I would wait for it to get more towards the thirty standpoint, but it never got to thirty on the candle where it got you in at thirty five dollars. The low is actually thirty four eleven. So it never got down there, but yesterday it popped 
and it wound up closing, um, I think at 43. Let's see where it is right now because I think it's going to be up again. Um, RBLX is the symbol if you're trying to look this one up. Uh, it closed yesterday at 4261, which was the uh, right about the center of the afternoon candle, uh, which was 4263. It's at 4444 right now. So it's up, you know, 5% in pre-market. Um, uh, it, it, make no mistakes about it. This is not making any money. There's a 7% short interest as of September in this one. Um, it's just, you know, here, I, I, I forgot to switch over to Active Trader Pro so you can see what I'm looking at. But uh, yeah, Roblox, and this is the reason why I do think that it's short covering is just because this is a company that's not making money, that's moving into the metaverse, which, you know, whether you believe Mark Zuckerberg or not, my belief, my current belief is that they're um, similar to what an Amazon was in 2000. And it's just a little too early. So Roblox, they are down 60%, 58% year to date, 44% over one year. They're 69% below their uh, 52 week high, they are 96% above their 52 week low, which was $21, which I think was back in June, uh, May. It was back in May. Uh, so let me see. It was, I'll tell you the exact date 52 week low, May 10th. Uh, 10 day volume is 24 million, 90 day volume is 24 million. That's why I say I, I think it's short covering because there's no real reason other than maybe the September data that came out on this one. Uh, so I, I would say be careful. Um, one thing that I wanted to bring up to yesterday, there was a, um, Bob Pisani had a great um, interview on uh, CNBC with one of the guys who started what's called a single bond ETF. We kind of went over to, uh, TSLQ, um, some of the other ones, NVIDIA short, um, by the way, TSLQ, which started here, remember I told you we had a buy-in on the Tesla um, Tesla stock at 219? Well, TSLQ here, uh, you had a buy-in September 22nd at $37. You're seeing the button hook. You're seeing the button hook down here. That nine-day is moving down. You've got some gaps here, about 47. Uh, I would sell out if you're in this one at 50, take your profit because that's quite a move. Uh, while I do think that we have more room to go down, I think this particular one um, could move quick just because Tesla will probably move quick. But single bond ETFs, um, you get access to treasury bills. And there were three of them, TBIL, uh, and they are new. I think they came out um, sometime last year or sometime earlier this year. Uh, let me see if I can see. Uh, yeah, no more data. So they came out in August. and TBIL which is a three-month treasury bill. And what they do is every time there's a, uh, an auction for treasury bills, they basically auction them off. Uh, now, Babasani asked a great question. Uh, why would you buy an ETF versus buying the actual treasury bill? Um, because buying treasury bills and bonds is tough. Um, and you have to hold it. So you do have to hold it through maturity. You can always try and sell it. Um, but again, buying and selling these things is not traditionally great. Sometimes the actual price that your brokerage gives you is, has some uh, fees in it. Uh, the fees on this are 0.15%, which is big. That's a 
big, big um, dollar amount. Uh, I do believe that these are tax-free um, because they're trading in treasury bills. I think this ETF also precludes you from taxes, but check with a tra- tax professional or your brokerage house. Your brokerage house, if you call them, should be able, and and by the way, if I am going to, uh, I'll get you the answer if I am going to uh, invest in these. But you can see this one started trading off at about 49. It's up at 49. Um Let's look at TBIL because I think they have I think they do have a uh, a dividend. I think they pay off. Yeah, uh, right now it's a one percent dividend on TBIL. Then there's a uh, UTWO, which is uh, I think that's the um, and UTEN, which is the ten year. UTWO is the two year. UTEN is the ten year. Um, these are kind of sliding. I bring them up because, again, if you wanted to get into bonds and things of that sort, you can kind of look into it. I, 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 I just haven't been steered towards bond, even though, listen, you know, now you're getting 4% on a two-year treasury bill, which, again, remember, if you buy the two-year treasury bill, you're not paying federal income taxes. You're not paying capital gains taxes. So there is a significant, significant reason to look at the treasury bills when they get up near 4 and 5% because they're giving you, when you take the taxes out, you're getting somewhere near 5 6%. So uh, risk-free because, well, essentially risk-free. As long as the, uh, the U.S. government is backing these things, they are risk-free. Um, Goldman Sachs, I've been talking about Goldman Sachs since it crossed 300. Uh, they released earnings. And they're skyrocketing along with other financials. We had the cross up here at 307.74. Let's look at Goldman Sachs in Active Trader Pro. I'll bring this one up because it is, uh, it's moving upwards. Um, They released earnings. 306.71 was where they closed. They are trading at 318 right now. Um, So it's, Here's here's what I got from Goldman Sachs, and, and I kind of read the notes in, in telling you about the AI stuff, but they re, re, uh, beat across the board top and bottom. Uh, they renewed their deal with Apple. Their restructuring is gr- uh, going to help them grow in new areas, uh, specifically consumer banking. Think about Apple. And uh, he talked about restructuring the deal the CEO did uh, because when you think about credit cards, typically credit card companies make money. Um, by you holding a balance, you don't want to hold a balance. Again, if you want financial independence, retire early kind of uh, uh, advice, don't hold credit card balances. Sometimes you have to, but just don't. I mean, that, that interest, oh God, paying that. I will drive 50 miles out of my way to avoid an ATM fee. I am not paying credit card interest fees uh, for things that I don't need. There are times when you may need money, you know, you may fall short and you may need to charge something like uh, your air conditioning going out or your heat being fixed or a plumbing incident, blah, blah, blah. But overall, just don't carry credit card balances. Um, you know, you, you shouldn't, but that's how they make money. And, and he talked about uh, with the Apple card, these are typically higher net worth people who don't carry credit card balances. So he wasn't making any money. So they restructured it a little and, and it'll allow them to make a little bit more money. Um, they went over the book value. And I'm going to go over uh, Goldman Sachs book value again. 
It's 301.88. Their PE is 693, uh, 6.93, 8.10. They have a 3.26% dividend. Um, When we look at, you know, this isn't exactly, but Bank of America has a 10 PE. Uh, They have a 2% dividend. Uh, JP Morgan has a 9 PE, and it's a 3.45% dividend. Goldman Sachs, I think, is a $350 stock. I think in a healthy economy, this is a $350 stock. Um, Their 52-week range is between 277 and 426. So you're 10% above your 52-week low. You're 28% below your 52-week high. So I I do think there's still some room to run here. Uh, At 320, um, I'm getting a little less interested in it because 10% takes you back up to the 350. You are getting a 3% uh, um, uh, dividend on this one. But I think you're going back to 300 at some point in time. If you want to trade it, I think it's this is one of those stocks where if you bought it at 320 here, I don't think you're doing yourself any disservice by holding on to it and, and just kind of, you know, hey, it's going to go back down to 300, but I'm going to get a dividend. Um, this is one where if it does hit 350, take your profits. If it doesn't, you can just hold on to it until it does. Uh, that, that's kind of what, the way I see. Um, Goldman Sachs. I see Bank of America as well. Bank of America is one, I think it was up 6% yesterday. Um, It's crazy. It's got a gap. Yesterday's earnings created a gap between 31, uh, 32, 31, I'd say 31 and 33. Um, You're at 33.63 right now. My guess is that this gap up here at 35 is in play. So I do think even if you bought here at um, 33, say 33.63, let's look at Bank of America real quick and Active Trader Pro. Uh, let's move Active Trader Pro. Active Trader Pro, you're at 34.44. So you are closer to 35. You're closer to filling this gap here um, at 34.98 to 35.11. Um, that gap right there, there's a little gap above it. You see back here at about 35, 32. But I do think you have probably 35 to 36. You do have a 35 handle um, within Realm. Now, here's the thing. See that RSI ticking up? I mean, it just moved up so fast. That MACD is moving up so fast. Um, I, 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 there's better places to put your money. I think the market's coming back down. That's my take on it. That's where I'll kind of stand on it. Uh, J&J moved the market this morning. Uh, this is one that I do own personally. Uh, they beat on earnings. Uh, it is probably going to gap up a little bit. Let me see where J&J is. Um, it is 168 is where it's at. And it closed at 166. So you're going to see a slight gap there. Uh, here's what you can see about J&J. It's been sliding down the entire quarter down from 176 that 200 day is going to provide some resistance right at 170 um this is one that i've held for 15 20 years the rsi is up here at 60 um i i think you could get this in at probably 165 one between 160 and 165 at some point in time i I just don't think you have to rush into it but then beating earnings 
Again, all of these earnings, they haven't brought down future earnings. They haven't said there's a problem with earnings. They haven't said anything. Lockheed Martin was a defense contractor. Um, LMT is the symbol. Uh, They beat, they reaffirmed guidance. They boosted share repurchase by $14 billion. They they announced that they saw, uh, they see 2023 as flat and they'll move more to growth in 2024. These are providing missiles to Ukraine. These are providing some of the defense stuff to Ukraine um, with war kind of heating up. Um, The Biden administration is kind of uh, buying new weapons missiles. So uh, Lockheed also produces the F-15 for the the Navy. Uh, They did beat um, their stock is, it doesn't have a MACD cross up. Um, I probably would wait for a MACD cross up on this one. It might have it in the afternoon. But you're trading, uh, let's look at LMT in Finviz. Um, your PE is 22. Your forward PE is 14. You have a 3% dividend. Year to date, you're up 11%. That's because it's war. It's wartime. You're 17% below your 52-week high of 479. You're 22% above your 52-week low of 324. So you're trading right at about 400. Uh, let me see where pre-market has them. Um, and I'll show you kind of the reaction of the stock right here is where earnings you can see, um, in the pre-market, let's go to, I'll zoom in so you can just see, see that one candle right there. I think that's eight o'clock it. Oh, active trade pro always seems to mess up eight o'clock for some reason in these low, uh, pre-market stock. Um, it, it closed at three ninety seven. You're trading at three ninety nine, So it hasn't moved a ton. You've got 1 million daily shares on the 10-day, 1.2 million on the 90-day. you got a 3% yield. Eh, there's nothing super exciting about it. Uh, I'm not a person who's going to, quote-unquote, support war. So uh, war, war things are just, you know, just whatever. Not a big fan. But um, Tesla stock, CRM. Um, there is an activist and I didn't get his name, but there's an activist where, uh, David Faber's actually at the conference right now and CRM had a MACD cross up ironically yesterday at 147. Um, their earnings are coming up on November 29th. So you don't have a huge catalyst other than this activist. And he's saying, Hey, they've undervalued blah, blah, blah. You know, they haven't monetized correctly. You've got a gap up here at about 152. The big gap up here is just above the 200-day at 176. I don't know that I'd look for it to go up there, but it is up significantly in pre-market. CRM is trading at 155 in the pre-market. That's a big move. It's up 6% in the pre-market. I don't know that this 175 is in the crosshairs, but when you have an activist investor, um, it could be. My guess is that 168, where the 200-day, would be a little bit of a resistance. Now, here's what you have to know about CRM. I hold a small position in this, so I, I am slightly biased, um, but my position is a significantly higher price. Let me see. I'll tell you exactly where I bought it at. Um, but CRM has a PE of 275. Yeah, I said that right. 275. Um, It is just way 
way expensive. Now, I have no problem in knowing that they're going to grow into that. Um, my average cost basis is $220, just to give you an idea. I bought it in this neighborhood around here. Um, I think it was actually about March or so. Let me see. No, I bought it. Let me see. When did I buy it? I'm going to go in tax lots. I bought this 12 to 2020. So if we go back here, I'll look at, I'll show you all of the times I had a chance to actually sell, sell this. Um, 12, 2020. So right about here on this candle, look at the run up that I had all the way up there to 300 from 220. And I wrote it all the way down. So you guys, somebody, um, I think D-Man uh, messaged me last night on um, the YouTube live from yesterday. God, I got to, what's that, uh, that Kevin Bacon where he lost all his money to Bernie Madoff? What's that podcast? Yeah, I need to listen to that too, D-Man. I mean, you know, you're trading, here's what you have to know too, you're trading today below that. There is no trend that's upward on CRM. Uh, the daily, even the daily. Downward trend. You go into the four hour, it's a downward trend. Mm. Do you get into this one? I don't know. I mean, you know, you have to have it, identify your, 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 your opportunities. So, but there is an activist in it. Eh. You know, the algorithm loses you 20% on this. Buying and holding loses you 42% like me. How much have I lost? Let me see. Um, I'm down 17%. So I'm not down as much as buying and holding. Uh, and I have beaten the algorithm by just getting in at that point. Uh, but it gets you 29 positions. Uh, your average win is 6%. Your average loss is 3%. Uh, but again, I don't, I don't know. Um, DRV, let's look at DRV, uh, some of these shorts. Still hasn't gotten you out. These moving averages are, are a little high. But see that button hook? I think you're starting to see, see that. MACD cross down. That MACD right there is absolutely in a nosedive. Uh, it's just the moving averages that are holding out to not get you out too soon. Uh, but I would completely expect this gap here between 41 and 42 to be revisited at some point in time. Uh, maybe not in the near future, but definitely um, within the next month, I would say. Remember, this is a triple levered um, movement. So. Uh, I do think that you have uh, opportunity to get out with a profit if you are in. Um, China was in the news with kind of that um, she kind of being renewed as president, whatever it is. Um, so SOXL, uh, I talked about this one. This is one that has been beaten down. This is a triple levered semiconductor uh, ETF. And it is... Not one that you want to hold on to. This is not an investment in the, ET, uh, in the semiconductor industry. This is a triple levered bull, meaning SOSL goes long, SOXS goes short. So when, you, when the, the semiconductors are going down, see how this stock is uh, basically being beaten up? Uh, because semis have just been doing crap since January. Um, you started out the year at 60 and you're at $7 right now. The, um, there's gaps all the way up, all the way down that haven't been filled. Uh, this one got filled, so you would immediately move to this one. This one has not gotten filled up here at 31. 
Um, you're at $7.36. Now, the RSI is at 35. We made a little button hook yesterday, but there's not an official move yet. Um, I don't know what the 930 candle will hold, but not yet. It hasn't given me, a, the algorithm has not given me a price point as to when to buy this one. You can see the afternoon candle. Uh, that little green dot is the afternoon candle. Um, and that is. Uh, the open was $7.34. The high was $7.40. The low was $7.26. So you didn't move much in the afternoon. Now today, that's going to move a little bit more. Let's go over to um, Active Trader Pro. And I'll type in SOXS. And the reason I use Active Trader Pro for this one, and not necessarily, these are ones that you day trade. Um, now, uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. did they have a, a split, a reverse? What the hell happened here? It might've gone into a reverse split. Let's say, uh, S O X S. Oh, I'm looking up S sorry. S O X L is what I want to look at. Um, the short version is 10 times what the uh, long version is trading for. So you can see this is over a two-day period. Um, we'll just look at this a one-minute chart. So each candle represents one minute. It's been shooting up in pre-market, SOXL, um, from $7.33 to almost $8. Do I, I expect this one to go up? Absolutely. I, I think today that this one will continue to rise. Um, I think you're going to see this one uh, continue to, to, to shoot up there. Um, I would expect it to probably, you know, break 850 or so. Um, I, I, you know, if, if I knew exactly where it was going, I'd be a lot richer than I am today. But SOXL, I think, is in play now because you're seeing that little leveling off. Um, last Friday, this is the one. See this one? I mean, it ended higher than it actually, uh, than it actually opened. It opened at 642. It closed at 797. Uh, that was the morning candle on Friday. That, that's a big move. And then the afternoon candle. I'm sorry, that was Thursday. And then Friday, you just gave it all back. Well, most of it. Um, and then yesterday. Yesterday's move wasn't as big. Just wasn't as big. Um, let's go over some scans. Because I do think, oh, you know what I wanted to look at too? Boil. I know I've been leading you guys down the wrong path on boil. Uh, it's at 4428. Um, this one had the MACD cross up here at $53, and the MACD hasn't crossed down. Uh, see how this can continue to just continue to move? I mean, it's just been kind of capitulating here, and it kind of lost all, all, all of its um, muster yesterday, and it's starting to cross down. It will get you out. The alg algorithm will get you out with today's pre-market. Um, pull up Boyle. Let me see where it's. I'm not going to pull up Active Trader Pro, but Boyle is trading at and greetings WW. Um, Boyle is trading at 44.11. Closed at 44.25 yesterday. It's at 44.11. So it's continuing its road down. Um, the RSI is at 32. Again, you can see that RSI just has been. Eh, it's been kind of. Booming up here. Um, I, I said here at 57, if you got in at 53, um, maybe take your profits. The, the gap down here kind of caused a little bit of an issue. 
if you're in in the 40s, I continue to say that this 87 to 94 is a gap. The problem that you're seeing is that we're in a downward trend. If I go to a daily, I think you're still in a downward trend here. Uh, let's look at the daily. Uh, you're starting to turn down. Here's the danger, that 50-day. Uh, if that 50-day crosses, if that blue line crosses that red line, the 50-day crosses the 200, it's what's called the death cross, uh, which is a bearish signal. Uh, you can see every time it's crossed, it kind of just, you know, it didn't do anything. Uh, but this is one that, see when that blue line crosses, just starts to pull back up. So it's been using that 200-day as, as kind of a, a, just a guide. Um, but it hasn't moved much from that 200-day. Uh, and when I say it hasn't moved much, it's moved quite a bit. I mean, the, these moves are, are rather large. Uh, if we pull back here, we can see there's a, a significant volume shelf here at $50, which would be where I would consider this one to move back to. Uh, even at 44, I would consider it to move back to 50. Uh, this gap has been filled on the way up. This gap has been filled. Um, this is on a daily. So the gap has been filled on a four hour. The, the gaps haven't been filled. Um, if we move to a weekly, um, I haven't gone over TQQQ yet, Jesse. Uh, I'll go over that in a little bit. But here's the boil. Um, you know, it's just a, this is one of those decaying assets. So it's uh, the 200 days just going to look like it, it moves down. You can see back here, um, the reason in 2018 it traded at $818, it never actually traded there. What these do is a bunch of reverse splits. So when they get down to a certain dollar amount in order to keep their listing open, they just reverse split it. They don't care about devaluing the stock because these are used to trade. So Boyle, I would think, would continue to go up. Um, I think it's going to touch that 50. Um, but the price of natural gas, you're going into a winter. How can get natural gas not go up? I mean, shit. My uh, natural gas that I signed up for yesterday tripled year over year. Okay, with uh, Jesse asking for, before I go into the, uh, the scans that I got, TQQQ has a MACD cross up here at 1932. Trading, at, I think it closed at 1944. Let's look at TQQ on Active Trader Pro. Um, TQQQ is trading at net $20.73. So it's up even from here. So if you got in under 20, kudos. Kudos. Um, it's a strong one. You got another strong day. Uh, I mean, I'm seeing the ARCs up 3%. Uh, CRM's up 5%. DraftKings is up another 4%. Um, J&J is actually down for today. Uh, PanW is up 3%. Um, you've got, I mean, shit, PayPal's up 3%. Snowflake, I've gone over Snowflake, uh, which is a cross-up. But 1932, I would say it's, it, you know, you see that button hook down here? I, I see this gap up here at 28, which hasn't been filled. The most recent gap at 20 hasn't been filled. 20, 21 to <clears throat> 2180. So, again, a $20 stock, I think you've got an opportunity here to, if we are going on a run. Guys, <laughs> this, it, we've gone far down. Is this the rally that, that brings us back to 4,000 on the S&P? If you ask Mike Wilson, uh, who is a... Uh, I think he's from J.P. Morgan, but just he's been calling for this market for for the last 10, 15 years and everybody's been touting. Well, he's right. 
Well, yeah, if you're a constant bear at some point, you're going to be right. Um, I just don't know the positive move that's actually moving this market upwards because there's a uh, uh, continued. Um, oh, and there's somebody backing up in my uh, outside on the street. Sorry about that. But uh, but yeah, so TQQQ in my Again, you trade this one because if I go to a, let's go to a, do, 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 do. we'll go to a weekly. Oh, actually, this one. <laughs> look at this. This is just because the NASDAQ has grown so much. I mean, look at that dip. God, you could have bought this during COVID for $9 and you could have sold it uh, beginning of this year for $81. That's crazy. Uh, but today it's just a decaying asset. You can see we're trading on the bottom side of the Bollinger Bands. At some point, it's got to go up, but that's when you have good news. Target, by the way, uh, 155 pre-market. Um, we didn't have a MACD cross up. In fact, you just got out of Target with a 3% loss, but this is one I've held for, for a long, long time. Okay, scans. Uh, we went over CRM. Uh, they had a MACD cross up here at 147. Kind of gone over that one. Um, ARC had a MACD cross up. Most likely, this is because of Tesla. Um, ARKK becomes an interesting one when Tesla kind of, it's still their largest holding by far. Uh, 3638 is the uh, cross up. It is trading at $38. You've got a gap up here around 3836 um, to $38.76. I would assume anything above um, anything above the 50-day at 39.16, I think that's going to provide. You can clearly see that in the past, that 50-day has provided a resistance level. Back here at the beginning of October, um, back here at the beginning of September, um, that blue line has just been a, a once it crossed it back in uh, August. Uh, August 18th, it's just kind of bounced almost at it and just never kind of hit it. But that 50-day, if it breaks through 39 today, I would assume the next resistance level would be 43, which is where the 200-day is at. Um, it hasn't moved tr tremendously. It was up. Both candles yesterday are green, so it does have some bullish signals on it. Um, and with ARKK, my first rate... Um, uh, kind of voyeur entry into ARC was ARCW. Uh, I think I put like 50K into ARCW. And the reason I put it into ARCW is it was the only ETF that actually traded in GBTC, the only ETF that allowed you to trade in Bitcoin. So uh, I didn't want access, full access to Bitcoin, even though I wound up getting it. But 4481, and this is the same thing that 50 days providing some resistance level. So if you get up near 47, it's trading at 46.40. As you get up to 47, um, you're going to want to basically look at that one. But the trade on ARCs is right at that 50-day. Until it moves past that 50-day, you can't even look at the 200-day. You can't look at the, the top part of the Bollinger Bands. I mean, it's just been hugging the bottom of the Bollinger Bands for a while. So ARKK and ARKW came up. Those are the only two that came up on, um, on scans. ARKG, I think you're still in. Uh, no, you're out of ARKG. It probably will give a cross up today. Uh, ARKF, 
This one's up 3% in the pre-market. You're out of this one, but it probably will give a symbol as well uh, to start the day. Amazon. We had a cross up on Amazon at 113. Um, it doesn't give me a price. It probably will give me a price uh, later today, but it's way up there. Um, it's uh, closed at 113. It's trading at 119. It's up 5% in pre-market. Um, this is a great, great stock that you hold. I, I own it. I hold it. I just, I don't sell it. I mean, you know, this is one of those that I've identified as a long-term one. I've ridden it all the way down. We talked about Snowflake. Snowflake had a cross up here at 167. Right now it's trading at 175. I think anything with the 160 handle, you're good. Um, the, the gap is between 184 and 187. This is one I entered long. I'll probably enter it long here again. Um, I just think their earnings are coming up November 30th. There is no catalyst anytime soon. But I think you've entered into, into some capitulation here between probably about 150 and 200. Um, and it's a long-term buy. Make no mistake about it. This one is not making money, but their software, their contracts, all of that stuff leads me to believe that this is a great, great long-term buy. They're trading price to sales at 33 times price to sales, but their contracts generally grow over time. Uh, they're down 50% year to date. They are 51% above their 52-week low of 110. They are 58% below their 52-week high of 405. So I think it's a good entry point. But again, I, I, you know, I'm looking at this one as a buy and hold, not as a trade. Um, I've kind of gone over it in the past where I, I've said, hey, I could have gotten out at 200. When I bought it before the earnings at 183 and then it dipped all the way down to the 120s, didn't, didn't buy more, didn't sell more. I'm just kind of happy with my entry price there. NVIDIA had a cross up. This one is the most expensive chip at 118. They're trading at 124. Uh, market just opened. They're trading at 124. Eh. I'm not a big fan of this one. And the reason is if we go over here and we type in NVIDIA, the PE is 38. I still think that needs to come down to the 20s. They're only 9% above their 52-week low, which is 108. I think you get it in around 110 uh, at some point in time. When you look at AMD, uh, their PE is 24, significantly less. Um, they're 6% above their 52-week high, 52-week uh, low. So all of these have been taken down. The one that I like the best is Qualcomm. Their PE is 9. Uh, they have a 2.69% dividend. They're only 6% above their 52-week low. So, And Qualcomm had a cross-up, I think, a couple of days ago. I went over this one. Um, at Oh, no, you're out. Uh, Qualcomm will probably get one today. But NVIDIA, eh, Skyworks. Uh, I've gone over this one. This one makes um, some components for the uh, SWKS. Uh, they make some components for the iPhone and mobile phones. Um, and sorry about the garbage truck back there, but eighty-one eighty-four. Uh, it's trading at eighty-four dollars, so it's up from where the the algorithm got you. You know, supposedly got you in. Uh, this is a decent one. I just honestly buy Apple. Why buy Skyworks? Just buy Apple. Apple had a cross up at one forty-one. You'll probably get Apple again at one forty. So. Um, yeah, just buy Apple. Uh, DocuSign. This is uh, Kathy Wood's favorite. This is still expensive. 
46.16 is the price that the algorithm gets you in at. Um, their earnings are coming up December 1st. There's no real catalyst. Uh, this is just an oversold bounce in my mind at 46.16. There was no news. This is just one that's been beaten up, so it gets down. They're not making money. Their forward PE is 24. Their price to sales is 4.16. Uh, there's no dividend. They're 70% down. They're 10% above their 52-week low. 52-week low is 42.13. There's no real reason to buy this one. Uh, again, it came up as a, a scan. I don't know that you want to buy it, but if you want to be Kathy Woods and you want to buy it, go ahead. Uh, that's where this one came up on was the uh, the ARC scans, which one crossed up on the ARCs. Fiserv is an interesting one, and I'll kind of go over this one because the earnings are coming up October 27th. They just had a 96.66 on uh, October 4th, which got you out for a loss. You could have had a, a nice gain on this one, four, five, six percent. Um, the the current cross up is at 97.37. They're trading at 98.92, but there's a gap up here at about 109. And with their earnings coming up, it's interesting because um, the the algorithm loses you eight percent. Buying and holding this one loses you three percent. There are 27 positions in the algorithm over a thousand candles. Um, 74% are losses, 26% wins, but your average win is 8%. So it gets close to that average win of uh, 10% that I like. Now, here's, here's what you have to know. Um, their PE is 31, so they're significantly expensive. What do you ask Pfizer is? Um, their payment and financial services technology. It basically provides financial services. Year to date, it's down 6%, so it is greatly out, outperforming uh, the S&P. Uh, it is 11% above its 52-week low. It's 12% below its 52-week high. So um, its 52-week high is 111. It's trading right now at 98. So I, I think you could ride this one with, with the, all of the bank earnings coming out, and they're good. What makes me think Fiserv won't be good? I think it will be. So I, I like this one, and that's why I kind of put it in there. Illumina. Um, I think this is Illumina. I-L-M-N. Um, this is a genomics company, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let me look real quick. I-L-M-N. Let me not mistake this one. Um, they are not making money. Uh, they are provide sequencing and array-based solutions for genetic and genomic analysis. Uh, I was 100% right. Price to sales, seven. Um, this is one that is 19% above its 52-week low. It's 51% below its 52-week high. Trades between 173 and 428. 173 was back here, it looks like, in uh, June. Uh, it ha has had multiple bottoms, and the multiple bottoms are right around 180 or so. Uh, Illumina's uh, price, kind of the price in the algorithm, 20702. Uh, this one, the algorithm loses you 27%. Buying and holding loses you 35%. Uh, your average win is 10%. Uh, your wins are only 24%. I, I like this one. If you talk about, if you listen to Kathy Woods, she's a big fan of this stock. Um, their earnings are coming up November 3rd. So... I liked it. Uh, another one that came up with a cross-up is Constellation. This ties into my uh, my um, guess at home. I had Constellation. Uh, I've my contract ended 
I think in September. Uh, called up yesterday, didn't get a good offer. It was eh. Their price per therm was a little bit higher than everybody else's. Uh, everybody else was offering me between fifty and one hundred dollars to become a new customer. It is simply going online and signing up. Uh, I called Constellation; they didn't have a better offer, so I went with Gas South. Um, but Constellation has a uh, price cross up at 85.15. There are multiple gaps on the way down. You're near a 52 week high on this one. Um, the ones that we went over <clears throat> um, for the past two days, Southern Company, you have some gaps up here, uh, which could provide an opportunity. So I, I like Southern Company. You've got this button hook at 64.65. You're trading at $65. Duke Energy. You've got gaps up. These are both utilities. And Constellation, eh, it's probably utility as well, consider. 88.989 is the buy. You're only $2 above at 90.56. I think this one travels up towards that 50 day at 97. And, and again, I, I didn't see anything other than the fact that these are utilities. Um, Constellation, their symbol is CEG. Southern Company is SO, and Duke Energy is DUK. Um, Constellation, their PE is 43. Um, the price targets are $98. Um, right now it's trading at 85. So, um, sells electricity in the US. Eh, it's expensive. It's just super, super expensive. Um, another one that came up, and this one was interesting USAC. This was the only one that I took out of the energy. Um, scan that I did. And the reason I took it out, uh, $18.25 here. That's the cross up. You've got next dividend gate coming up on October 21st. So you have to buy it by October 20th today or tomorrow uh, or uh, Thursday. You have to buy it on one of those days. Their earnings are coming out on October 31st. Now this one trades obviously in a range. There's a gap up here at 19. You're trading at 1829 right now. Um, USAC is it. Now, here's why I picked it. You've got that dividend coming up. Look at the dividend yield, 11.52%. Year to date, this one's performing 4%. Um, the most initiate, the, the latest coverage is from Mizuho, and that's $18. Most of the others have them below $18, which is where they're trading. Um, there's an insider monkey uh, article, 10 very high yield, um, dividend stocks to check out September 28th, go to Finviz and look at it. Because if we go back here and we look at September 28th, there was a MACD cross up here at 1735. You're right here at 1825, right before the dividend. Now the dividend is going to get taken out of the stock. You can see what happens here is the dividend just takes it out of the stock and goes down. If we bring it this back, um, to about the high, well, you know what? I'm going to bring it back to the last time, uh, the gap here. And you can see it's provided some volume shelf support right here at about 1808. So you don't have much downside. Um, I would expect eight, that 1808, $11, say $11. $11 is probably your support level for where the dividend will be paid out. So whatever you think the dividend is, um, you know, 11.1% divided by four, I think it pays it out quarterly. Um, do a little bit of research, but that's why I brought it up. So 
Okay, Cameron wants me to look at XOM. <clears throat> I own XOM. It is up 1.4% in the pre-market. Um, you still have support. See, it's above that. So this green day is nine day. And it's uh, got a candle. Yesterday's, both of yesterday's candles are above that nine day, which are good. Um, it's got this gap up here. Again, I would probably be looking for a 104. Uh, 105 as a top. Um, it's at 102.09. Um, I don't think there's much more. Um, I particularly may be looking to trim this uh, in particular. I don't see it. You know, their earnings are coming out. That's the only thing that's making me hang on is because their earnings, they might announce a huge buyback. They might announce a special dividend. They might announce something huge um, that drives this stock up past the 105 with a 52-week. Um, let's look at XOM over here. The 52-week high is 105.57. So you're pressing right up against that. Uh, if you're looking to get into XOM, Cameron, I probably wouldn't get in now because you're rolling dice. I mean, you really are. It's 11 PE. Um, let's look at CVX. Uh, as another one, you're at a 10 PE, uh, and this one's 11% off its 52 week high. Uh, they give about the same dividend. Um, this one has year to date 37%. Uh, year to date, XOM has 64%. So I, I do think that you have um, more room on CVX if you were looked to get in now. Um, but if I were particularly looking to get in right now, look at Venom Energy. Um, oh, don't give me the ad experience, 10% dividend, uh, 49% year to date. It's 11% off. It's 52 week high. Uh, take a look at Fang, um, which is a 2% dividend. Uh, this one's 12% off. It's 52 week high. Even look at Devon energy. Um, this is a PE of eight. It's got a 7% dividend. It's 10% off. It's 52 week high. Um, there are plenty of other, uh, if you haven't been in this one. Now, if you're in it, eh, you know, remember how I say I always take profits? Eh, I'm not great at that, especially with, with this one. I mean, I think I bought in the 40s. Let me see. I'll tell you exactly where I bought. Um, XOM, ba 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 ba. It's going to give me all kinds of, I reinvest my dividends, by the way, just so you're aware. Um, I bought June 17th, 2020 at 47.24 and it went down from there. Um, my average purchase price is 48.96 cause I've been buying on the way up. So I'm in there. Uh, yeah, Cameron, I listen, I can't blame you. It's got support, but it's right up near, near the highs. If I were you, Cameron, I'd probably put in a sell order at 104. If it hits 104 today, great. You're, you're near the 52-week high. If it doesn't, you're still in it. And I don't think that, you know, energy should... Here's what I know about energy. I was looking at it today. It should have gone down. It should have absolutely gone down. Uh, Biden announced he's taking more out of the strategic oil reserves. Um, and that happens today. That was well known. It's not something new. It's not an announcement. But shit like that hits the news. And it should go down. But energy's up. 
I think you've got a supply and demand issue. Uh, I think that's that's it. I, I think XOM, you, you don't want, you, you've gotten your dividend. Um, well, you, you didn't get your dividend because you, you got out. You got in just last week. Uh, XOM, I would tell you, if it gets into the 80s, if you get an eight handle on this one, this is a buy and hold because I don't think you're going down. Just like with uh, CVX, if you get under 150, or I'm sorry, 160, I think it's a buy and hold. Um, you're at 161. I consider that one. The only thing that scares me about uh, CVX is this gap down here at 144. Uh, other than that, I wouldn't be scared to stay in this one. So, okay, I'm going to uh, hang out on uh, on YouTube Live a little bit. But I'm going to close the podcast. It's been about an hour. So, uh, if you have any questions, hit me up on the socials. There's links down below. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, blah, 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 the whole thing. Um, just hit me up. Uh, I posted yesterday the, uh, on Twitter too, the, uh, episode I did with Rick, um, with a woman from vice news as well. So if you have any questions, hit me up, take care. See you guys.